0: on this episode, on this episode of, Japan, of Japan 2.0 and I would like be looking at things and I was like this is awesome. This is amazing. My brain is telling me that like I know that, but I was just I was tired. This place is me, yeah There's a place that's better but fascination can't go on forever So real Like a faded meeting with a friend who knew Shaped from beginning 222.0.0 two, point, 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 oh, oh. Hello and welcome to Japan 2.0 Your favorite podcast about all things Japan From... I would think just your favorite podcast in general Full stop
1: yes, yeah, yeah, period Don't
0: say no more <laughs> Uh, Matt and I are coming to you from Shinsaibashi, Osaka. Yeah, the Daimaru. Daimaru building. Yeah, in the basement. basement. Yeah, if, in the basement. If you, if you, the bellows of the beast. If you don't know, basements of department stores. I think most places in Asia, but uh, definitely Japan. They often have like food, like kind of the nicest food situations in Japan. Yeah,
2: yeah. A lot of times, gourmet markets, so you could get
0: like you know international kind of foods and bakeries. I'd say it's like the closest thing to like Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, gourmet. We're speaking very American here, I guess, but uh, like gourmet style um, grocery stores. Yeah, I would agree. Getting off on a tangent here. That's how our show is. I I have a friend who left Japan and he's over in um, Belgium right now and I was asking about grocery stores and we were both reminiscing that we think like Japan's got a lot of really high quality living but we think grocery stores are probably one of the most dissatisfying things about living here like the, sometimes I would even say depressing my local grocery store like the closest one is legit depressing <laughs> and I'm being hyperbolic but it's yeah. like very uninspiring would you agree with that? compared to uh, other countries yeah, and you places know, I we find, I find myself complaining a lot so I think there's
2: a lot of good variety if you live near a, like a big market, like a big uh, supermarket. But uh, but I, the one area that I always think is lacking is produce. Oh yeah, Japan's famous for great produce, Matt. What are you talking about? <laughs> they they're good for like eight or nine different types of produce yeah. that are very common. You could get tomatoes whenever you want. You could get potatoes whenever you want. Although even
0: the potatoes are a little different. All right, high, high water content. Tangent on top of a tangent. My three most disappointing things about living in Japan. I love Japan. These are the only three things. So <laughs> think about the millions of things that I love. Obviously, grocery store produce number one, as we're talking about here. Yep. Two, haircuts. Three, mm. three, uh, taxis. I mean, I knew I knew taxis are gonna be expensive. Ooh, I knew taxis, that one. Taxis, that's a bad one. Yeah. I knew yeah, that one I, coming I, I don't in. Like the taxis. So that that wasn't a surprise. But the surprises were, everyone talks about the produce is the best in the world, mm-hmm. everyone talks about, a am yeah, Some people who are into it say like, oh, haircuts must be so cool in Japan, you know, they're really expensive, they'll give you whatever you want. You see Japanese people with really cool hair, yeah. but my experience with like Western style hair, uh, haircuts, no, nothing special. I'd take one in Korea any day over Japan. Korea definitely had yeah, better salons you do? you do? yeah okay. yeah controversial I statement
2: mate. I, I would say that they were just a little more accurate yep. you know um, now maybe maybe I need to branch out again you know I, I have a co-worker that has
0: always has like a really nice fade Okay. and I was like hmm maybe I need to start do they have like non-straight hair that's the thing, right? No, have they have, slightly they have straight hair. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. He's very
2: similar to me in in,
0: in appearance, just in general. <laughs> He's also from California, also uh, Hispanic. So, yeah. Well, if you ever get sick, man, I'll sub you out for this guy. Mm-hmm believe it or not we're not talking about grocery stores we're not talking about haircuts we are here today to talk about our first time traveling to japan travels before we lived here yeah as a tourist as a tourist um, you know the it was just announced the borders are going to open on october 11th we have people riding us celebrating they're excited family members are already buying tickets believe it or not i don't think people realize this but selfishly uh, i'm not excited because i'm happy for business owners and you know there might be some more opportunities here but it's been selfishly again you've had japan to yourselves uh there's there's a line culture here japan's a very crowded place we have a whole episode on scarcity in japan that's such a thing it's been one of the silver linings to COVID. You know, there's not many of those that we've had displaced ourselves for two or three years. And it sounds kind of gatekeeperish ish but so- sorry. It's I got to tell
2: you one of my goals, David, yeah. and that is to get to Kyoto every single weekend up until October 11th. I don't want to go when the borders open again because I remember what it used to be like. And Kyoto was like... A Kyo- yeah. So like, Kyoto yeah, is the so most many
0: extreme example of this. So that's the for sure one. I live near Umeda, and Umeda is pretty bad too. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Umeda Osaka. Yeah. I before COVID went to Kyoto. I'd say once every other month. Uh, during COVID times, there are some times where I was going almost every other weekend, every three times a month, yeah. just because it was that drastically amazing and realizing that this could never happen again. I was in Kyoto last weekend, which is a holiday weekend. It's two holiday weekends in a row, huh? Just realized that. Anyway, too much. He <laughs> was busy in general, general, but there are yeah. a lot of non-Japanese people there. No, I don't know. There are students that are allowed here now, students kind of like a half tourist, half like us, like a full-time. You're not going to get that many of those. There is a lot. And I don't know, again, it could just be people like us in our situation who are like kind of permanent residents or long-term visas. Um, But it definitely was like, okay, this isn't even full-on tourism. This is not the place I've been like, this is fine, it's fine, but it, uh, there's something about, you know, being in a very authentic situation, you know, that, because even local people don't like going to Kyoto, so you don't see a lot of like local Japanese people enjoying it because of the tourism, you know? And Kyoto has a kind of stuck-up vibe. I'll go out and say that, you know, again, some people yeah. wouldn't agree. I've had some uh, dicey interactions with the locals, yeah. But I actually totally did it. And I might not be as brazen myself, you know, to, to act that way, but it's hard to say if I'd lived there my whole life. So, like, the local people have been hanging out there more. It's felt more like the real spirit of what Kyoto, I think, was. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It might sound like we're here again, pretentious and stuff, and we're gonna just flip all this and talk about the time when well, we were tourists I mean, later
2: but come on we've been spoiled right we, we like, were, totally, I mean, spoiled, we were yeah. totally spoiled we had a lot of um, opportunities to go to places you know uh, maybe I need to take a few days off and go to USJ because I've been meaning to go to Super Nintendo World I yeah. haven't had a chance to go there yet and um, and yeah I don't
0: know when the floodgates are open and all of you are here in Japan. <laughs> yeah. We are looking <laughs> forward. Yeah. You know, we do have some fans that want to do meetups, and you know, we've done that. And I, we are happy for all of you, but, oh, yeah, yeah. but just to be truly transparent here, uh, it's been nice. We're not
2: celebrating. Yeah, it's been nice to have like a more quiet, quiet cities. Yeah,
0: right. But that being said, so this weekend, my wife and I just booked every vacation we have because we just know prices are gonna. It's the prices have been insane. So. Staying in Kyoto, the average price I pay is like 4,000 yen, 5,000 yen a night over the last 2-3 years. That's back up to at least $150, you know, a night,
1: Uh, tripled the price. We just
2: went to a show and, you know, we both rented uh, Airbnbs in the area and um yeah my wife and i we only spent oh, like 40 50 i've been
0: bucks, able to get like you know i search around you know i spend like 45 an hour a minute an hour looking you know i live here so that's kind of long for someone who knows the ropes and i do that and i find like really nice hotels yeah uh it's not like it's some cheap place so you can get like nice i don't know like good four, deal four star three and a half star hotel um, for that, that price that I'm talking about. So now those same places are back up to like 200 bucks, 150 bucks if you're lucky. So yeah. Anyway, we're jumping in the times before we lived in Japan. You know, sometimes living here you can get, I wouldn't say jaded is right, but I would say numb. Today I was like walking around my favorite area, the first trip I took out here, Portier, Orange Street area. And I would, like, be looking at things, and I was like, this is awesome. This is amazing. My brain is telling me that, like, I know that. But I was, just, I was tired. There was a small earthquake in Kobe last night. Did you feel it? So Emily noticed it, yeah. and I didn't notice it, yeah. It was, like, right, the center of it was, like, right where I live, southern okay. uh, Hyogo. Yeah, I didn't know. Um, so it was a three, which is fairly, you know, small to mid, I would say. And it woke me up and freaked me out, and I couldn't go back to bed. So I didn't get a great night of sleep. I was a little bit grumpy I could say I needed some caffeine I was just like looking around this area I'd be like this is amazing this is a place I fell in love with but like I wasn't feeling a a spark that I do get still a lot of times but I was just like was in a bad mood right yeah and I was just thinking like what's wrong with me you know and uh, famously i talk about this a lot we would listen to podcasts or read about people here 10 years ago I used to get so mad at them and think they're so ungrateful for what they have I would kill for that you know and I recognize myself the older I get feeling that way. And luckily, I have that recognition. when I, I don't allow myself to go there. But my brain starts to sometimes, again, when I'm having a bad day, to start getting negative on things. And being in this neighborhood today really gave me that feeling of like, this was my favorite place and is my favorite place. There's something, if I can't love this, then the pro, like I'm the problem, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I snapped out of it. And then, like, 30 minutes later, I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. This is great. But. Yeah, those. Do you ever have those moments these days the longer you're here? We're almost, you know, we're going on 10 years pretty soon.
2: Well, I, I don't know. We've talked about this in the past, and I've always said, like, I'm, I've am i always been fairly realistic about living in another country. Like, I mean, I knew that there would be mm. difficulties, you know, about living here yeah. and, and things that would get in the way of, like, full enjoyment, you know, at all times, right?
1: Yeah.
2: And so I think I went into it a
0: little more. Right, right. With, uh, those are, like, the first couple of years. Yeah, I'm I didn't not... have the rose-colored glass. I'm not talking about that. I'm more talking about like I'm just getting numb to those like Japan moments. The, the no, lost without... I, our buddy lost so, without yeah, you know, yeah. Japan. So, no, Shout no. out. So I,
2: I still have those lost without moments. Shout I, out to the
0: lost without I have Japan them, but they're podcasts. getting fewer and it's the things that did them sometimes mm-hmm. don't always do it anymore.
2: Uh, I think I think I have those moments a, a lot and I think... How um, often in a month I would you say? Yeah. yeah, a few times a month, times you know, month. two okay. or three times a month, you know, where I'm out somewhere and I'm like, you know, right. Is, right. you know, this is great. This mm-hmm. is, you know, exactly where I want to be. You know, I've been following a lot of politics recently too and you know when you see what's going on around the world too it also makes you know just going to like you and I took a walk in, in Roku Roku uh, Hyogo I believe that's Hyogo right mm-hmm. and um, uh, and it was just a, a cool area like a really nice area and I had that moment of like wow Japan's so clean, Japan's so cool you know it looks like an art We I was telling you um, it looks like Disneyland, like an art, like a stage okay. production set. Sometimes when you're walking yeah. out, like in a more ritzy neighborhood, mm. it doesn't even
0: seem real. You know, so yeah. nice and so. Seeing that lake was kind of a special moment for me. Like that was yeah. like kind of something about things are clicking. You know, just right. Yeah, and,
2: uh, that whole that, neighborhood, that, was... that walk, yeah, did that for me. So I think that I do have those moments a lot, and I'm very grateful. You know, for where I am.
0: Because... What's well, cool that we can be here eight, nine, ten years, and like that spot. How far is it from your house? 25 minutes 30 minutes, 30 30 minutes to find yeah. somewhere that's pretty much you know relatively close to you that you haven't been to you haven't experienced that much in it just tells you how like dense the pop i don't know there's like a lot of stuff going on right if you're yeah. finding something that, many, something year- new, that yeah. many years in yeah always a new neighborhood always something new to find
2: and i mean when, when we were in korea and we were doing the podcast we used to sometimes feel like we we go into a new neighborhood and it would be some of the same yeah. things would be kind of same. Well, we used you to know? say
0: like oh japan, we're tourists in japan oh Japan's not that way you know you go to any neighborhood yeah. in japan any alley and there's gonna be rewards if you look hard enough yeah. you'll find a reward
2: and i think it's true I, I do think it's true. Not, I mean, uh, we've done some walks and stuff that have been busts where we haven't found anything all that where cool. Where was the the theater neighborhood? Oh, in the northern northern, uh, I think it's
0: called uh IKEA. I- IKEA? That was near there, but the real main spot was the T. It's like uh, to- I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, but. someone someone's gonna know. There's a gender bender uh, theater area. It's like very gender fluid style theater. Yes. And. Um, Yeah, we did a whole episode on it, maybe. We walked around and recorded it. It was kind of a dud. Yeah. It was a rare... But I can't think of any other big dud like that I've had in a long time
2: there wasn't all that much but even then I still think there's probably some, some hidden Oh
0: well I did wonder where yeah, we were yeah, missing I'm sure we were missing it I'm sure yeah. but
2: uh, we were walking around with no research or anything and I think that but, but even then there's still a lot of cool things to see there's, we
0: still had like I think you know, that episode not we, a great we talked about stuff. a bit we're like if we were our first year here we probably would have found more to appreciate but like when you're just seeing franchises and stuff that we've seen a million times then it's not as exciting yeah, yeah yeah like but we were saying Josh in. it was still beautiful yeah you know it was still it was, it still was very cool. livable yeah. like I yeah. gave me a house there I'd be happy but it wasn't like a yeah exciting place no but anyway
2: going back to like you know the Japan moments and you know experiencing it I think your first trip here you know if you're gonna travel oops, there's no I, I think there's almost no way You, you could be Fully disappointed no. With a
0: trip to Japan I've, I have never talked with anybody I mean, Who's had a, like a bad trip We've all like hosted bad, bad, trip We've hosted so many people And at our jobs We see people come in every year Right? Mm-hmm. Like I just went out to Toriyaisu uh, Yakidori restaurant uh, Chicken on a steak In case you don't know With a new co-worker From Texas and it was just so just breathe life into me to like watch her eat yakidori for the first time. Everything's like 298. Like everything? Like drinks are two ninety eight, food's two ninety eight. Yeah, 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 you're fine, you can get anything here. And uh, just to like watch the excitement to have someone who's never had uh, like shiso before, Umei or like what is this? It's like a plum, you know? Like, yeah, there's no way you not have a good time your first, second time, time here. Yeah. So how many times did you travel to Japan before living here? Three, three. Okay, I had three big trips to Japan. Oh well, one, th- two big trips and one
2: small trip mm. that had Is it visa uh, run? no. It wasn't a visa run, but it was like a Christmas, just like Christmas break okay. in Korea, and right. it was very short. And I, I got to, we got to spend time with our, mu- our mutual friend, yeah. uh, Akagai. My wife and I okay. stayed at his place in, um, in Tokyo, All right. and it wasn't the best weather. It wasn't I- ideal conditions, okay. but, um,
0: but it still was. Uh, I was a very memorable trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember. I did three or four trips before living here, and they get really blurry. Like I can't. Can yes. you distinguish between? obviously the first trip is very special right and there's yes. going to be those moments but like trip number two three and possibly four that I can't remember like I can't fully distinguish but I think an interesting organizational structure method for the episode will be like us both talking about our first trip second trip but obviously it's going to get a little bit blurry yeah but just I, I talking I about it. those I trips I think I got it pretty okay. good
2: because the thing that distinguishes it for me is the first trip I came. Um, I came with uh, my br- well, he's my brother-in-law now, but uh, he was a, a, a friend and um, my sister's boyfriend. Uh, when uh, my uh, during my first trip, he, he went with me, and then the second trip I went alone. So it was actually the only trip I'd ever gone okay. by myself. That's, I don't want to talk about that. Most of my trips are alone. All my trips except one were alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. alone. And the third trip was with uh, uh, my, you know, girlfriend at the time, now wife. So, um, okay. so those are. The, it's pretty easy for me to distinguish like what I did between trips. The only thing is my my solo trip and the first trip sometimes get a little blurry.
0: Okay, but not all that much. All right, well let's jump into it and kind of get into them. First trip. I think the first trip we've talked about on this episode, on the episodes before, but never like concisely, perhaps. Yeah. I think we've like shared stories here and there. Um, I think we were on the lost without episode. That's mm-hmm. actually when we talked about the most. Yeah. We've not done it on our own one so as much. So yeah, tell me a bit about your first trip to Japan. So my first trip was like five, five, six, seven years in the making.
2: Like I really wanted to go to for Japan. That long, so yeah, what yeah. happened was my friend, good friend Fernando, he ended up just booking a ticket to J- Japan. And going. Like, and that was like my first exposure and I was Was like, Was he in the
0: Japanese culture or like talking about it? Like, less, a lot less than me. Yeah. But, but we used to go to Little Tokyo all the
2: time and we'd have a blast and yeah, yeah, in Los Angeles and, um, So, he was aware of, like, you know, all these things, and at the time, LA hip-hop was blowing up, and we all knew that, like, Japan was the place for, like, vinyl, vinyl, and everybody was going to Japan to, like, perform and stuff like that, so, um so he went and he had an amazing experience mm. he met like you know some DJs and they invited him out. just said stay at our he's, apartment he's ex- a huge extrovert which he helps is yeah. amazing yeah. extrovert so um, he uh, he made friends he had like a uh, an amazing experience and he came back and he told me and I was so jealous <laughs> you know like I wanted to go so bad and it, actually when I was going did he like invite you or yeah yeah that? no I was supposed to go on that trip but he had a passport and I didn't oh, yeah. so um, he was able to buy tickets and I wasn't and the woman that was like well you don't have a passport now you can't buy tickets we went to like one of those college you know like where they college booking agencies Yeah. yeah and uh where you could get like really discounted tickets yeah and um I said, oh, yeah, I'm in college, too. <laughs> and they were like, that's great, but you don't have a passport, so you can't go. And I said, oh, I'll go get one. And they were like, no, it takes, like, you know, three months to get your passport. Yeah. You can't book You're it passport. You're so pure, man.
0: Yeah.
2: So I was really naive. And, um... Uh, Yeah, and then after that, just financial problems, Mm. financial woes. You know, I was working, like, a couple of jobs or, like, training, you know, for a couple of different jobs and stuff. Mm. And so, as time went on, I just didn't get a chance. And then it was... it was about my last year in uh, college. It was, I think it was my last senior year at, at college. Um, uh, yeah, I just had. Actually, it was after I graduated, people gave me money. You know, like a, yeah, my I, like yes. aunts yeah. and stuff yeah. that gave me some money, and so I had enough money to, just, you know, buy a ticket round trip. And I said, this is my chance. Idea how much it cost back then? Oh man, maybe, a thousand bucks maybe round round trip, yeah. maybe a little less than that. Maybe, okay, maybe yeah. like nine hundred, eight hundred dollars. Yeah. And, um, and so it was like perfect, perfect timing. And I was like, yeah, I got to go. Like, I might not have it. I mean, there's no guarantees for tomorrow, right? Like I, I got to go now, you know, this is a time to do it. I'll worry about getting a job and stuff as, as I can. And then, um, and then, uh, yeah, my friend at the time now, (laughs) brother-in-law, uh, he, uh, he decided that he said he's always wanted to go and he had some extra money and he was like oh yeah can we go together and i was like yeah you want to split hotels and stuff and let's do it and so we ended up going out, and, and yeah, I mean, the rest is history. You know, like we yeah. did so many amazing things. Or like some of yeah. the most memorable things from that trip. So I mean, immediately yeah, of course, I went to Akihabara. To- Tokyo was like, your yeah, first. Tokyo was. was we it only, only did Tokyo. Tokyo. Yeah. yeah, we only did Tokyo. Do you how many days? Um, we did maybe seven days, something okay. like that. So it was a pretty good trip. Maybe okay. a little less than that, six, seven days. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, we just stayed in a dormy inn. Yeah. In Tokyo. No, that's like where, in it Saon, that's yeah, where it door- started. That's where it started. I always yeah. likes dorming still. And, uh, I- you know, we were trying to figure out, like, the um, yukatas mm-hmm. and, like, the wearing shoes Jinbei, and Jinbei, And yeah. all that stuff. Like, you know, it was a real culture shock for both of us. I mean, we're both Los Angeles guys, right? Yeah. And, um... Uh, and yeah, I mean it was just one of those things where we were just trying to figure out any food you ate, like memorable food from that trip. I mean, we did a lot of the generic stuff, so we did cocoa curry.
0: Was right next to the the and actually, I had you had that in California? Because like California has way more of these places than where I'm from in the no, Midwest. No, I okay. never had cocoa right, curry so before. Did, yeah. So yeah, we went to Cocoa Curry. We did just like generic ramen places, you know, okay. like the, the
2: ramen chains around. Yeah. Uh, we found um, did anything? Not an like ramen, which is one that's con- connected to California.
0: as well. Did anything like blow your mind? Like oh my god, like well, food-wise? I will say, food wise, not really,
2: because okay. we were pretty cheap. For food, uh, yeah. you know, we're both pretty frugal guys, yeah. and so we were eating pretty frugally, and it was ramen like every day. Juk. I did find that ramen. There's a famous ramen place oh. in Ebisu that F- famous I've tried among to, our friendship, infamous yeah, in our friendship. Among, our, among our friends because yeah. I've tried to take people back to this place and it doesn't exist anymore. So it was uh, you found uh, the hard way. Yeah, it was a delicious ramen. That was
0: the top garlic. It was garlic, very garlic yeah, heavy yeah. and fantastic and uh, yeah it doesn't exist anymore so you went to Ebis on your first trip that's kind of yeah. impressive that's a bit yeah. of a deep, slightly deeper cut for a first trip
2: so one thing I'll say is we didn't know much yeah. so like we were very naive like I said before and we went to Akihabara because that's the video game anime yeah, manga nerd capital in the yeah. world and uh Should we're super both super flight. potato oh we went to yeah, super potato we went to all the bookstores we went to like all these underground like places you know I, it's the most i've ever time i've ever spent in akihabara okay. for sure yeah and um you on that trip? No? oh yeah Yodobashi yeah, yeah, camera yeah. of course and um uh yeah i ended up uh well uh the guy I went with he was really looking for the JAMA chips the stuff that you put into arcade machines because at the time he was collecting arcade, arcade, arcade cabi- yeah. cabinets okay. and you couldn't get like you know you couldn't just download it from of the internet at the yeah. time or at least we didn't know how to do that so he was still buying the JAMA boards the, the actual chips to put wow. in arcade machines he so, had cabinets at his house? yeah wow yeah, I yeah he had a, yeah. had a couple of little cabinets Oscar, yeah. yeah he still has them he still well, has a couple of them yeah. I think they're at my mom's place and um uh, it was like Marvel versus Capcom like a lot of really cool games yeah your mom has arcade cabins yeah. they're that's not like, they're not operational uh, right now but yeah they're they do exist that's somewhere crazy, what yeah. either their house or the um, uh, my sister's place you know on his place uh, that's next next level stuff that's cool yeah so um yeah so he was collecting all that stuff and so that took me to like really weird places in akihabara and in fact there were a couple of times where we walked into like places where we were trying to find the jamaboard board chip places where we walked in on some odd things yeah uh one was a place where they were putting rhinestones all over everything yeah and it was Blinging like, it out that was like yeah. everything they had like dragon quest monsters they had um uh, Gundams. They had, like, all these things with tons of rhinestones all over. And the girl in there um, came up and was, spoke good English, and she was really excited that we we're in there. And she's like, well, what do you want to bling out, you know, and <laughs> stuff? And uh, we were like, no, we're just kind of looking, you yeah. know. And she was like, oh, come here and see this. And she was showing us, like, all these things that you could put the rhinestones on. And so that was one of those weird experiences. And then we even walked into like this other place where we opened the door and something scandalous was going on because everybody kind of like, it was very much like, let's disappear. Uh, And we were like, oh, sorry, we're looking for this place, (laughs)
0: you know, and they're just like, shut the door. So I remember talking with you about this early because Matt and I met at a point where Matt has this trip he's talking about that happened years before Matt met me at the time Matt and I met I had never been to Japan which would have been 2010 or so um, and I remember him warning me cause I was getting ready for my trip and I was like really picking his brain and I just begged Matt to like share stories about going to Japan you know I was so desperate we were in Korea I was so close like an hour and a half flight but it just didn't work out for me to get out there I remember you really warning me like the second and third floors like first floor you're safe you're like but you'll be like in a shop and you go up to the second <laughs> and third floor and you're like be very careful yeah Did you you see like a live? person topless we is saw that a, a memory i made up or is that no there was definitely a woman who was very
2: either scantily clad or it was very hard to say because like i said <laughs> they scattered person. you know okay. like people scattered when yeah. we opened the door oh, yeah. so definitely something was going down and it, i think it was sexual but um I think it, yeah it was this is right in like the yeah. video
0: video game area right yeah so, i mean people now know i think it's like a known thing right it's a blurry line between video games and like anime babe
2: stuff but... well i mean akihabara also is known for for maid cafes and some a little
0: bit of it like was you know shocking to me like you would warn me but even still i was like this is such a turnoff frankly i was like this is so sad i don't see what what's in common you know between <laughs> my mario and like yoshi and yeah. like, na- naked
2: large breast women you know? <laughs> yeah but, well i mean that's uh anime, very anime in a lot of ways it became that but it, yeah, I think during the time that we were going to Japan, though, it was the high, the high time of that, maybe, right? Like you know, yeah. the t- early
0: aughts, right? Yeah. And, and now you know, there's, now there's like, yeah, there's things like Me Too movement. It's just slightly, slightly toning down a little bit. You don't see like the porn at the fam- family family marts anymore, for example, yeah. as much. If you're in a rough neighborhood, maybe, but like my neighborhood, that got rid of them all, you know or they're at that bottom hidden away or something now. They used to be right out in front. You a little bit in Osaka. They now have just two sections, but like... It's not toned down It's not much? Not that toned down in here in Osaka, I don't think. I would say generally it's... Maybe down. a little. It's generally toned down. We'll, we'll check it out later. Either anyway, way. All right. Yeah. Anything else from that first ship that really stands
2: out? Yeah. So I'll tell a quick story. So as you know, I love records. So I went into a bunch of record stores while I was there to do some record shopping. And uh, I remember this one day, Neil and I were splitting up. He was going to go to like do something different. And uh, he was looking for tools. He really wanted like some Japanese-specific tools. Okay. And um Uh, So you went off to like go look for some of that kind of stuff when we were in Shibuya. And I went over to the Disc Union, which is right in the middle of town. There's a very famous uh, koban, which is the police box that's in the middle of Shibuya. Well, Shibuya yeah, yeah. Yeah. By Don Quixote. Yes, yeah. right by the Don Quixote. And so um, I went in the, the disc union and they kicked me out because it was closing time. Wow. So they closed at like 8.30 or something. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, no, I don't have a phone. I don't have any way to contact this guy. I told him I'd meet him here. Mm. I got to wait here by the Koban. So while I was waiting, um, you know, I was now i realize like i must have looked really suspicious i had a shaved head oh, you know i was wearing I like stuff. a i was wearing military. like a military kind of jacket and then i had uh, a military what it was it was it was an old gas mask like bag that i bought from a um uh army surplus a yeah <laughs> a military. it was just like my man purse you know it was just my it, the way i kept my stuff and um these guys came up to me well, the police came up to me and they shook me down basically they were like where where are you from and i said oh the u.s and they said oh why are you waiting here and i said oh i'm waiting for my friend i don't have a phone i can't call him yeah. so and they didn't quite understand i don't think what i was trying to say and they asked me do you have any drugs or do you have any knives?" yeah and i i was like no i don't have any drugs sir. i don't have any knives." and they said can we look in your bag and I said, oh, sure, I guess. And yeah. so I gave them my bag, and of course they went through it all—stickers and like you know, Capcom Ner- pamphlets nerd stuff, and yeah. like nerd stuff. Yeah. And um, they didn't find anything, and they were very polite about yeah. it, other than you know going through my stuff, right? Yeah. And um, and I was like, oh, that was that was kind of weird. Yeah. So, you know, Neil comes back, and then he uh, he we go back to the apartment and as we're going through our stuff like showing like what we bought that day he's like oh man look what I found and he pulls out this humongous knife Uh it's like a giant knife and I was like did you get that here and he's like no i brought it on the plane
1: this is post 9 11 right yeah yeah, he just
2: had it in his bag and i was like oh my god man you you know when i was at the coban they went through (laughs) and they're asking about drugs overnight (laughs) (laughs) and so he was real freaked out he ended up uh sending like all of the tools and stuff he bought home like in a you know he shipped it home yeah through the post because there's the uh, knife in there too you put the knife in there too. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was okay in the post, okay, but it yeah. wasn't okay, yeah, you know, going on the on the plane. Ah, huh, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was one of the big memories. Wow. But we didn't. Now really... the time you lived here has never happened again, right? For me too. Oh, where anybody's come up to me? There's a. So there's this I rumor. Over, I was pulled over the other day on your bike. about two months ago on my bike. Oh, I don't know, Yeah, and they asked for my registration on my bike. Okay. So where that's I weird. work. Like, I have to cross a bridge to get home. Mm-hmm. And um, the bridge ha- often has had a lot of foreigners on it. Yeah. So there are these foreigners. I don't want to say <laughs> say from where. Yeah. But they go on the bridge and they block the whole bridge. So, like, the bridge is very narrow for bikes. You can only go on two lanes. So it's very difficult to get around somebody if there's, you know, there's congested. So, they've been blocking things. And so, the, I think that oh. the, the police were watching for them. to you, like. You
0: keep your bike. right? Like, there's a sticker on the bike, yeah, right? Yeah. Is it just a sticker? Or is there just some? a sticker. Okay. That's there's all no I to see. Okay. So, okay. they
2: wanted to see my alien registration and the sticker. Okay. And so, they wrote down the sticker number and they wrote down my registration. And I was like, yeah, I haven't done anything
0: illegal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take as much of it as you want, okay. you know? Yeah. There's but, this, always this thing I was, like, scared of. You know, in Japan, they're the same as things where you're like guilty until proven innocent right the reverse right. of western countries and that at any moment you know you gotta have your your card on your id card and i used to be paranoid to go out with my id card i got all the time now that wallet by mm-hmm. the beach for hours you know without a wallet of course but uh, i used to hear those horror stories and stuff and i've never had it so
2: yeah it's, so pretty, it's pretty second it's,
0: time it's pretty rare
2: yeah. in my whole long, yeah, yeah i mean since uh, my first visit yeah so um yeah but that that trip was amazing because you know i just it just sealed like my love for japan like everything the food was delicious you know the nerd stuff was the nerd stuff you know we just got lost and we were walking around Ebisu and then we ended up walking to this area where it was all veterinarians uh and and I, we were just like this is wild yeah we ended up taking a taxi for the first time mm. and so we got that whole thing where the the taxi door opened yeah, and we right. had no idea how to open we were like was that mechanical <laughs> or and then we didn't realize like it was like a bus you know like the handle it was it's not very sophisticated right but um then we realized plus like, you know taxis are super expensive too right right because i think we went like down the street we couldn't get back to our hotel so yeah. we ended up doing that yeah. it ended up costing like 75 dollars you know at the time wow. um but yeah, no, it was it was an awesome experience, and um, yeah, it's just
0: the best. Alright, let's take a break here, and I'll go over my first trip, and then we'll talk about our
1: subsequent
0: trip after that. <laughs> Okay, we are back, when was your first trip, what year would you know exactly, what oh, yeah, yeah. around what year? It would be 2007-ish, 8-ish. Okay. So I think I went around 2010 or 11, let's say, yeah. and again, I would met Matt at this point, I used to like beg him to tell me stories of his trip, and for me, my first two trips, I'm thinking now I probably only did three trips, I can only firmly remember three mm-hmm. but my first two trips were visa runs so meaning that I was, we were living in Korea at the time and after a year you get a new company or something and the rule is that you can't get a new visa within the country you had to be out of the country and Japan was the, the nearest country to, to go to so your companies and stuff would pay for the trip, the companies I had would only pay for the flight though the hotels and food and stuff like that weren't paid for. At the time, you know, being a, like ESL a teacher, you're not making a ton of money or anything, you know, it's So, my first trip definitely uh, a core component of it that I can't live without would be talking about cow surfing. Oh, yeah. For those of you who don't know, it was like Airbnb before Airbnb, but better in every way because it's free. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's less safe technically, but um, in a country like Japan, it's not a big concern. So, yeah, there's a website called costurfing.com. I'd heard about it through friends, and I just thought, yeah, I'd probably never be as bold to do that in, like, Western countries, but, like, Japan's the one place in the world where I'd feel okay doing that. Made an account. I think I linked it with my, my Facebook account <laughs> back when people used, young people use Facebook still. And um, I remember, like, searching through there, and I found two people. My method was, like, search people who have similar hobbies. And if someone likes some obscure... Unique Musician that I like Or hobby They gotta be a good person Right? Yeah And uh The first one I met was named Mr. Bellbottom Who's mm. now Our friend Akita he's Still he's, a, Does not go by Mr. Bellbottom anymore yeah. Doesn't wear bellbottoms Anymore sadly And I just remember uh, yeah, He talked a lot about Kind of like hippie Like 70s 60s culture at the time Which I, I was into Not at that current moment But there was a time Before when I was In high school I was into all that And he's in bands And um Yeah Just a cool guy So I decided to stay with him for my first night, first couple nights. And then there was another guy uh, named Kichi, who I didn't know much about, but he seemed very kind of like punk rock, I guess, style, or like very street. And he seemed cool too, and very different vibe. And I was like, I'll get like kind of two feels, you know, two different people and stay with him. So that was my trip. It was maybe just a weekend, like a Friday to Sunday. So I think I stayed one night with Akita and another night with, with Kichi. Uh, but I remember for me, it was, like, the the weeks and stuff coming up to that trip where I just couldn't stop thinking about it. Like, everything was in slow motion. Yeah. Like, it couldn't come fast enough. This is something since I was probably 11 years old that I wanted to do. And I'd been in Korea for at least a year at this point. And it was so close. It, it's hard to explain, but it just felt... I don't know, like, I can't believe it's taken me this long to get to this place. Sure. You know? yeah. And I will say a quick kind of preview is I actually did spend one night in Japan on my flight out to Korea. Mm-hmm. There was a delay at the airport in Minneapolis where I was living from, which we had to have a such a long layover that they bought us a hotel in um, Narita because it was like it was overnight. You get to sleep at the airport. Yeah. So we got like a, That's an old a meal voucher uh, yeah. and a hotel all anymore. paid for, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. Well, I wasn't doing discount airlines, yeah, I was flying at the major airline and all that stuff, right? So I remember that was incredibly cool, and I stayed at this hotel up in the mountain. I actually stayed up the whole time because I just wanted to experience Japan. I didn't sleep. Yeah. I was like, I'll be up from 10, I want to watch Japanese TV, I'm going to take a long bath, you know, a bath or of thing. i was just sure. walk around the hotel. All night long, but I was like literally in the mountains. Yeah, and I was just go- finding vending machines. was the most exciting thing I could do. You know oh, it's still exciting on like, the first like, trip, right? Star. Yeah, and that, that trip was cool. But um, I remember like just nerd like weird stuff. Like I remember, mean, like, oh Japan like smells so good. Yeah, and, like as I was gearing up for this first trip, I was like, I can't wait to like get off the plane and like smell this special smell. Now I have no idea what that smell is. Like I, I don't know what it was, <laughs> but at the time I could have explained it to you. I swear in my mind, but anyway, uh, I like specifically remember getting off the plane. It was, I was my first trip was Osaka, so Osaka, you know where we were recording this today, still will always have this like very special place in my heart. Even though like Tokyo is my dream place to live, there's something about Osaka that I kind of just feel feels like home, you know? Right. And uh, I remember the first like stop is called like Rinku Town in English. Oh, yeah. There's no like Japanese name for it. It's called like, Rinku, Town Rinku Town in English. And I just remember, like, really just looking out the window of this train and just, like, being, like, oh, this is kind of weird. <laughs> like, this isn't Japan I expected. It's, like, Rinkley very Town industrial.
2: has, like, has rusty. like, American restaurants and stuff. You yeah, know? there's but, a yeah. Panda
0: Express there now, right? Yeah. And I just remember, like, I was, like, okay, like, how is it? Am I going to be disappointed? Like, is the hype too high, you know? I was really worried about that. And then, like, slowly as we came in, like, that, that train ride just seems like it was so long. I think it's, like, an hour, you know, into central Osaka. Oh, yeah. I remember every stop. I would just be, like, every person I was inspecting, every sound, every, everything, like. And I was, like, super nervous, too, right? No smartphones or anything. I, I had, like, MapQuest or something. Like, all these, all these printed, you know, directions. Yeah, yeah. And every train stop. The Lonely Planet? Did you have a Lonely Planet? I, I was never a Lonely Planet guy. Yeah, something so about it a always guy. turned me off it's massive that's probably what the problem is maybe I don't know but um, I had all these printed all these printed documents and I, again I had a very short amount of time I had to get to like the, the American Embassy in Osaka in a certain amount of time so I was really like anxious too but anyway I remember coming to Osaka Station this is before it's Osaka Station used to be a, a dump it was a piece of junk like a hole and it was a dirty grimy area it's totally different now but um, <laughs> I remember that's where I was supposed to meet uh, Mr. Bellbottom i was looking 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 for like this hippie guy and bell was like all the photos you know, had all these drums the curly hair and uh i never saw that guy and like uh, this just kind of typical salary man like came over to me like tapped me on the shoulder and it was yeah mr Bellbottom. and i remember just, i was like so brazen i was just like why are you dressed like this? <laughs> like well, what, what is this like yeah. are, you, I, what, are, you this guy, are you this guy in line He's uh, like, ah, uh, but only on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And now I know, toll is yeah, such, th- such, such a such yeah. a thing. Okay. But at the time, I was like, what? That's so weird. Why would you be like a businessman? But like, I didn't get it, you know. Yeah, yeah. As much as I love Japan, I'm sister in Japan. Like, I, I didn't know. You know, I knew there was a salary man, but I didn't think you're a salary man day through Friday and then you had a different identity on the weekends. But it's a thing. So anyway, he takes me back to this place. And it's in a neighborhood called H- Horie Orange Street. And it's nighttime. And I just remember, like, I knew Japanese apartments were small. But I just remember thinking, like, oh, like, where's, like, my room? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And it was just this super, super, super small. Like, I would say this. If you're Western, half the size of a Western bedroom was the whole place. Yeah. It was all Tommy, And we were both just sleeping on, on the ground there. And I remember I didn't realize there was a kitchen until, like, the day I left, which was, like, after 24 hours later. Because the kitchen was literally... Uh, to get into the kitchen you i i'm a very uh pretty my shoulders are pretty petite for my height i couldn't enter the kitchen uh walking forward i had to shimmy to the side to get into the kitchen it was that small i didn't think he had a kitchen um (laughs) it was just burners yeah i'm sure so i remember like sleeping there it was definitely summertime and we like guitars on the wall i'm just thinking like i think i told him like i'm kind of nervous he's like what do you mean i was like i don't know like i don't really know you and we're just like sleeping here i was 22 at the time and he's like i'm the one who should be nervous in this situation like you're a stranger coming into my house like <laughs> i'm letting you in my house like i'm fully totally vulnerable like yeah. you should like just calm down i was like, okay yeah that makes sense that makes sense oh, so anyway that's, that's totally akira though. yeah it's totally akira, <laughs> I I think. It in his voice yeah and um so the next day he had to work a lot and uh, but he, he had like all these maps and stuff of his neighborhood. And he's like, oh, I think he's like, I'm looking at you. I think you're really in like my neighborhood. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. And uh, he he's like, he's all instantly customizing my my plan for me. He's like, all right, you should go in the morning. I want you to go to the, uh, the surplus APC clothing store, which is, like this French brand and he's like oh, then you're gonna go here and then you're gonna go eat at um what's the grocery store uh Super Tomate. Super Tomate. it's like the cheapest grocery store you go there it's a park across the street anyway he made this whole plan for me and I followed it and I was just like again the, the smell in the air and all this stuff I thought was just so special and it was just the most like artistic like just right out the door I was like My hype is totally real, like, Japan is all just these amazing boutiques and artistic and this is just some random neighborhood, like, I've never even heard of this neighborhood, like, little did I know it's probably, like, in Kansai, maybe the coolest place, you know? But I just thought, like, this is, like, just random Japan. Imagine when I get somewhere, like, it's actually cool, you know? But that, that's the coolest place That is in Osaka. Cool place. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah
0: But I didn't know Because this place was like Kind of small And like sure. I just didn't reek like a cool neighborhood You know uh, That night coming in But anyway I just remember going to like vending, Constant vending machines I went to like Eight or nine Got milk tea I was just going nuts For milk tea Because in Korea They didn't, you couldn't get milk tea You yeah, could not yeah. get milk tea Pungency is my The pungent It's gone now yeah. I remember the pungency It doesn't exist anymore Chew highs we couldn't get in Korea, milk tea, jasmine tea. And all day long, all I did was get peach chew highs because peach was kind of a rare flavor. Like I just drank like ten drinks that day, whether that. And I had the worst acid re- for the first time in my life. I got like horrible acid <laughs> reflux <laughs> from so much caffeine. And, and I remember stuff trying that, to ask Korea yeah. about Tums. I'm like, do you guys have Tums here? <laughs> I was like, I need Tums. And he's was like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway. I was just going like, vintage shopping all day long. I remember at the time, I was really into, like, Lacoste uh, cardigans. My goal, like, the alligator brand, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. I was just trying to find, like, a vintage, like, 1970s Lacoste cardigan. I bought, like, four. I bought a ton of them. It was 100 degrees. I remember, like, just even trying them on. I was just, like, sweating to death. Like, I couldn't even put them on, you know? I just bought a ton of those. I thought they were the coolest things ever. Everything was the coolest. Yeah. I kept a notebook, and I was just, like, writing down... Just how cool stuff was. I met uh, Kira's girlfriend at the time, his wife now. I remember writing, like, actually a lot about her. And we're living in Korea. And I said, like, I don't know, like, meeting Kira doesn't seem too different from Japanese guys. But he told me there's no Korean girl. And again, these are, like, huge generalizations. But I was just, like, she's just so um, artistic and humble and sincere and I said like yeah, that, that culture difference was just so strong between the girls I really felt it from my Japanese girls and Korean girls Yeah. at this time in the early 2000s who, who knows now you know I, I'm not uh, experienced enough to say but I just really remember being taken aback but, like she was like really mature and consci- conscientious of me and um, it was a really good experience to meet her yeah um, yeah and that was the trip is was a super short weekend you know I didn't have a lot of time I the next guy I stayed with, it was a totally different experience. It was a Nishinari, you know, the most dangerous neighborhood in Japan. And he was staying in a homeless village. It was like a tree house, a nice tree house that had like a toilet in it. But the toilet you did have to like pull on like on a chain to flush it. No, it was, it was not a normal toilet. But yeah. long story short, it was totally wild. There's like graffiti all over the walls at this house. And it's like these two guys, one guy's named Tomo and one's Kichi. They're like best friends they were way more westernized although they've never actually been to the west but they were into like weed culture hip-hop culture very bohemian when guys playing like didgeridoo all night long you know and we went like this yeah there's some people setting up uh instruments right right now right right where we're at yeah maybe you'll hear it in a second (laughs) anyway um then like at 2 a.m like i was like starting to fall asleep they like tapped me on the shoulder like we gotta go out and like feed the needy i was like what like we're gonna feed the needy. Come on, you gotta come help. I say like, okay. So we had grabbed all this um, uh, curry and went out and like fed these homeless people. And that turns out that was like Kichi's job was uh, some like uh, nonprofit, you know? Yeah, you know, like hi- a soup kitchen. Hired or something. him. Yeah, yeah soup yeah. kitchen. And we're just out like feeding these people, and yeah, it was like, a totally, totally different side of Japan, different experience all through it we were drinking it was one of the biggest drinking nights of my life <laughs> and I remember Akira wanted to meet me in Kyoto the next day to go to onsen together because he said and all his people he's hosted as a couch surfer, he's never been to onsen with another a foreigner which is h- hard to believe now but maybe he wasn't had hadn't had that many couch at the yeah. time and I was just remember being having the hardest time finding the subway station there was a lot of really rough people and me being like I'm actually kind of like scared, like in Korea, you know, I never felt scared or nervous anywhere And then that neighborhood at like 6-7 a.m. trying to get to the train, not sleeping all night long I, I felt pretty scared well, i Nishinari, I've been scared in Nishinari
2: yeah. I used to live there for a brief period of time in the, the neighboring neighborhood
0: uh, um, Hanazonocho Yeah and yeah, my scariest moments have been in... I scenario. had all my for bags sure. and suitcases, and I just felt like a very green, you know, like I looked like an easy target. Long story short, I made it to Kyoto, barely. I got so lost on the trains, and I had of spend all this money to like recorrect my mistakes. And I didn't have a lot of money. I was couch surfing for free because I didn't have money for a hotel. I was really hungover. And I stayed at a hostel, I remember that night, and people were snoring, it was a bad experience. And I thought, like, oh, I hate Kyoto. <laughs> now it's, like, second to Tokyo, you know, one of my favorite places. Well, famously, we both had our first trips to Kyoto, yeah. did not work out. Yeah, you'll get yeah. to yours next. But I ended up meeting with Kyoto, and we had a cool time. We found a cicada he liked, and we were just trying to go out in the woods and find it. We had an onsen experience, we're just like up naked in a mountain. I'm totally not like a naturalist person at all, but it definitely had a kind of magical feeling to it, you know, very cultural, just me out of my element. Just trusting this guy, you know, and uh, in, in the end it was great. I got my first bowl of ramen there, it was like a dueling ramen shop, these two ramen shops next to each other that like compete. And uh, it, was, it was a very good experience. I'm fast. I could have made a whole episode on that trip, but that's, that's the fast forward because <laughs> sure. we're getting long. Uh, yeah. Trip number two for you.
2: Well, I was wondering, should we break it up into two, two oh, episodes? Trip. All and right, right, and right. Maybe we come yeah, back we and record uh, trip number two because trip number two was probably my biggest trip to okay. Japan. And that was the solo. That was my first solo experience. Okay. I, yeah. I think I did the most. But um, but. Yeah, yeah, I mean, let's, let's I don't know. Like, that. the first trips, though, I mean, are magical, right? And, like, I think if you're coming to Japan for the first time, you're going to find things like secrets and hidden things that you might not find living here because you're just new and green and you, you don't know what's going on. Like, we found ourselves in different parts of Tokyo that I've never been back to before. We mm. went to, like, this college, and they had an open house on the college, and we just walked Is on the bishop? campus. Yeah, yeah. And... There are all these clubs, you know, now we know like the club culture where they're asking people to like join the clubs and all that stuff. Like all that stuff was if going on. You don't on.
0: know it's a Galaxy. Yeah, It's that one of, an season, anime two, we love? season two? Season two or season three? A- after think, ten yeah. years yeah. in the making. Yeah, yeah. It's on yeah. Disney Plus. Go ahead. And uh, G- Japan. Google Tatami Galaxy. if You know that because yeah, yeah. it's all about uh, college circles. But oh, yeah. that's cool. So you went there. On that so bit. we
2: went there and we ended up at like you know a Warhammer like mm. painting like shop in the middle of nowhere and that's where we found Ajis and Ramen and like all these like crazy experiences that I don't think I've ever had like in Tokyo again just because I've never gotten lost, right? Right. So, um, you know, there's, there's something to be said about your first trip because, yeah, just everything is new. Um, and a lot of the things that you're kind of expecting turn out to be true, yeah. at least in my case. And then, um, yeah, it's just an amazing experience. So all right, yeah. you know, I'm really jealous for all the people who are gonna be
0: making their first trip out. I'm gonna make an argument that I think like the second trip for me in some ways is better because there's no, I was so worried about my expectations were sky high. Yeah. They weren't gonna be met. So going on that first trip and knowing, okay, this place is amazing. And then kind of like getting a taste of things and then knowing what to like research more in. For me, I think my second or third trips were even better, mine was so short, too, right? Like, and I had like no money, so just yeah. being part of that. But for me, obviously, the first I was gonna be special in some way, yeah. But I think personally, my like second and third trips might have even been better because I knew I wasn't so worried about expectations and I knew a little bit more about You'll what, what cool to do, yeah, yeah, do yeah, cool yeah. Stuff. So, yeah, yeah. And I had like a year or two to like get excited about it and like get hyped, you know. Yeah, I
2: mean, they're they're special, both special for different reasons, right? right? But like, I think that, I think that initial trip though like i mean it still holds like a really special place in my heart it's just seeing japan for and being stepping foot you know in japan for the first time you know it was really my first time out of outside of the u.s Mm. so i mean for me that was really special i'd never gone to france i'd never gone to
0: europe i'd never gone anywhere else yeah i've been to mexico so i was really worried on the first trip that korea and japan are similar places they're very different but i think in Asia there's no two countries that are more similar you know yeah and I was really actually worried that like I loved Korea so much and Korea blew me away because I had no expectations I knew very little about Korean culture before I went there I was really worried that uh, would have taken some of the shine from Japan you know like I'm gonna go to Japan it's just gonna kind of feel everyone that we met who had gone besides you I think this is the thing I would always ask you. Like everyone in Korea is telling me it's just like a, a cleaner, more expensive version of Korea. Please tell me Matt, that's not true. And you're like, no, that's not true. But you're the only person telling me that. So I, I was really worried that I was gonna go there and Korea would have kind of absorbed that excitement. But yeah, it wasn't true at all. If anything I just I was like, I gotta get to Japan. <laughs> like, yeah, I gotta convince my wife to go. Yeah. Uh, Which we'll get into in the next episodes because that was what uh, my my next visits were all about were convincing my wife to come to Japan. Yeah, and mine didn't go so well, so you have that to look forward to. Yeah, mine, mine, (laughs) I had some rough moments too, so (laughs) we'll get into that little preview there. Do you have any good songs of the show? We do. Uh, was it Mon- Who were we talking about Manon? Is that her name? We were talking about
2: Manon. Manon. Should yeah, and she's great. Uh, yeah, sure. We could choose one of her songs. Okay. She has a song called "World's End." World's in, world End. All right. And maybe Japan's the end of the world. You know, like the the last place to stop. Um, yeah. uh That's a great song, and uh, yeah, I, I recommend it. Yeah. And right. she's she's a great uh, woman of Japanese rap. You know. Right. Matt's <laughs> mixtape for that one. She, she's definitely in one of them. Yes.
0: All right, well, we hope you enjoyed listening. We hope you're planning your trip. You'll all be here October 11th straight away. We know it. Yeah, yeah. Let but, us know. Drop us a line. But Honestly, if you are coming, you're a long-time listener or something like that, yeah, let us know. We can give you recommendations. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, let us know if you have any questions or episode topics you want us to cover again. Um, it's been pretty quiet, you know, when people weren't traveling out here. But back back when people could travel, we get a lot of uh, messages asking for episodes or certain suggestions. So we're open to doing that again if you want. So just uh, hit us up on Instagram. It's usually where people do that. Yep. We'll get back to you. But for now, we'll see you for part two of Travels in Japan. Oh, we got to give a shout out, by the way. Uh, I feel bad. I was talking about plagiarism before. We got this idea from. Which oh the pure uh yeah uh pure invention pure oh in- no, no it's pure tokyo pure tokyo podcast yes uh, patrick marcias is that what and- it's called i'm trying to remember but it is matt alt and patrick matt alt Mac- and Pat- yeah. Patrick. Yeah, some Madness, og yes. foreigners you know they've been on nhk written books yeah, yeah. Le- legends we, yes. we kind of got inspired from them to do, to do this
2: uh, i mean they're honestly their podcast pa- podcasting they did for neo-japanism was right. the reason why we're doing a podcast now?
0: So yeah, like, Neo-Japanism yeah, is our, our, our number that, one guys. influence. Another shout out to that whole crew. Marxie has his second book out. You know, yeah, David X. Marx.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: you, you should check out his book, uh, the Amatora. Amatora. Really quick shout out one of my students. Yeah, you know, she's graduated now. She's like twenty-one, twenty-two. She was posted up a photo of her reading it. And I wrote her, and I was like, no way. Like, yeah. I had this in the library in our school. Like, yeah. you should have read it then, you know? And she said, uh, at her university, she's in Kyoto, she's doing a report on gyaru culture, like um, oh, yeah, particular yeah. girl fashion, right? Yeah. And I was like, that's like the coolest program you're in. That that's your wow. assignment. And she's having to read that book. But anyway, he has the second book out, which as far as I know, I haven't read it yet. It literally like just came out last week. It yeah. doesn't have to do with Japan. Uh, I'm sure somehow he'll insert Japan in there a little bit, you know. but I'm sure. But it's more of a soci- sociology kind of... Uh, book about culture. Culture and stuff. Yeah. But I got to read it. But anyway, yeah, he's from that crew. And they're very inspirational for us in many ways. Not, you know, they don't put out stuff so much anymore. But that episode... We thought, yeah, we'll share our stories. And this is a little bit short, and we're getting two episodes out of it. So if you want the extra, uh, super detailed, nuanced, monisha version, then uh, you tuned in to the right place. So That's right. Look forward to part two where Matt tells stories about where things go wrong, and you'll get to hear oh, how, how we were both successful in convincing our wives to live and here. how things went wrong. How things went wrong. <laughs> but, uh, anyway. Until next Until time, Until next guys. time. See you. Bye.
1: だけどそうだけどなんか自信ないなんかわかん i 君に会えて本当によかった阪神に今までの感謝